Welcome to another episode of Be Here Now. I am your host, Bridget Mitchell. On today's episode, I interviewed Sierra Castro, a literal ray of sunshine, to learn more about her role as a social media influencer and dance coach, as well as how she got to be where she is today. You can find Sierra at Sierra Castro underscore, that's spelled C-I-A-R-A-C-A-S-T-R-O underscore, on all social platforms. This was a conversation that gave me goosebumps as we were chatting in my living room. She dropped so many bite-sized pieces of wisdom and encouragement, and I hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as I did creating space for this conversation to be had. This is Be Here Now. All right. And we're live. Hello, everyone. (laughs) I am here with a very special guest. Uh, I'm inspired by this person. She is a dancer. Mm. She is a creator. Uh, She is an influencer and not in the corny way. Yeah. (laughs) I would, I like to think of her as like a mentor. Um, But why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Oh, I love being here, B. Yeah. So first of all, thank you for having me. I'm like, it's such a warm vibe and feeling and yeah, I'm just excited to connect more. But hello, everyone. My name is Sierra Castro and I am a creative. I am a dancer. And between those two, I've just naturally become an influencer. And I just I fully stepped into that role now because why not? It's in life. I don't really like to ask why it's more like, why not? Um, so I'm really blessed to be in this position and work online because I enjoy marketing in general. Um, and I live here in Austin, Texas. I'm a Texas girl born and raised. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I just enjoy friends, family, good experiences, um, through experiences. I've realized that it's not really about where you're at. It's about the people around you. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much where I sit in my current and we're just trying to grow and expand and see what's next. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're from Corpus, right? Correct. I was born and raised in Corpus Christi. (laughs) So that's where Selena Quintanilla is from. (laughs) Shout out, Selena. Um, Went to college there. And yeah, always just been around South Texas. So Austin, Texas is actually the most north I've been. And I didn't start traveling outside of the state until I believe I was 22. Two. Oh wow yeah and then since then i've just feel like i've been on planes everywhere yeah um and intentionally and unintentionally mm-hmm. so i also love exploring but i think home base for me will always be texas for sure yeah mm-hmm. that's amazing that's what happens when you start saying yes right yes <laughs> saying yes to more experiences girl that was, my, um, that was my word for last year even though well i couldn't really say yes to that much because of covid but that's, that's <laughs> yeah. amazing um Texas is a great place to be. It is. I've come to appreciate it more and more as I get older. (sighs) Yeah, it's good to be here. It Um, is good to be here. What did you study in college, by the way? Was it marketing or have to do something with business? Yeah, it was marketing, actually. I I probably would have gone a little bit more niche if I had the choice. Maybe like, you know, social media, Mm. maybe like an emphasis in something more digital. Yeah. But yeah, marketing was as um, clear as I could get. You know, it's a D1 university, Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Okay. Go Islanders. (laughs) Yeah, I love it from there. I also cheered there, which is a great opportunity for me and taught me a lot. Mm -hmm. But just marketing, business marketing. 
Yeah, I mean, that explains if you you guys will follow her on Instagram after this. (laughs) But if you see her Instagram, she utilizes the platform Mm -hmm. so well. And uh, social media is a beast. I I don't know if Mm. you know you might know, but I'm in social media right now. That's my, my full-time job. Um, but I, I work for a, uh, e-commerce business. So like taking pictures of bottles and like infographics and more sciencey things to like educate our follower or our following base. Um, Great. so it's not as fun as what you're doing, <laughs> but I can totally relate to like how exhausting it can be to put out content yep. all the time. Like mm-hmm. it is a full-time job. It is a full-time job. Like period. (laughs) Like social media is a full-time job. Mm -hmm. And I think people are starting to appreciate that more or at least recognize that. Mm -hmm. But definitely in the early stages, because I've been pretty active on social media since I was 14. So that's about 10 years now. Um, And, you know, people you're at some in some ways in life you're always going to be misunderstood by people but it was really misunderstood back in the day but I think now even with TikTok and Mm -hmm. of course Instagram and the new age apps the idea of creating and marketing over social media it's free marketing Mm -hmm. so utilize it but yeah Yeah. I like that it's being more normalized and recognized yeah and now it's leaning more towards paid too we've seen a shift in that it's like okay if you're not paying you're not being added to the algorithm, which is kind of scary, Correct. but, uh-huh. um, it sucks. pay to play. <laughs> yeah. So a little bit about your dancing. I want to know how you started. So you started with cheer, I'm assuming, or did you start really young with dance and then move into cheer and then back to dance? Yeah. So I've always moved my body mm-hmm. and I think back to the roots because this is such a good question and it's good to ask ourselves, why are we the way that we are? Oh, what yeah. has led uh-huh. me to this, uh, point today? But out of the womb I've always been dancing I get that from my grandma I get that from my mom we are just dancers um to Tejano music um Latino culture and then I you know I was put in jazz was it jazz yeah jazz ballet tap dancing pretty early because that's just what Mm -hmm. my grandma and mom did and also went into cheerleading so I was always Rhythm and eight counts was something I was introduced to really early and just the idea of doing all of that. But definitely when I got into school and into high school, I was in cheerleading, but I was also into all the sports. So the idea of discipline and being analytical, um, all those things kind of grew on me. And then post-college, no, post-high school, I'm sorry. And going into college, I actually got recruited for the cheer team and I was like, you know, these things kind of approached to me before I could even think about them. Mm. And it was just even the cheer team like, hey, are you going to try out, you know, little random things? And I just did. And it just opened up so many realizations about myself. But yes, to answer the question, I've always kind of moved my body. Cheerleading was the last hobby that I did prior to shuffling and then cheerleading ended. And then I was like, OK, what's next? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've always been in the EDM culture raving <laughs> and <laughs> woohoo <laughs> <laughs> and just between you know like um once again always wanting to move my body mm-hmm. I'm like how can I move my feet with this music and so you hear that BPM you hear that mm-hmm. constant bass line that four on the floor sound mm-hmm. that and then yeah your feet just move so I took that back home and I started dancing on my balcony I started dancing in college in between classes and people were like what is this girl doing (laughs) I would just take a speaker and dance and then with the age of social media um I think we can all see it it's just a beautiful thing you start posting videos people start appreciating the art 
Footwork mm-hmm. in general is a really captivating thing to be posting. And then really on TikTok, things uh, grew a little bit more. And this was early 2020. So yeah, I remember when you, so I know Sierra through her roommate, Bridget, mm-hmm. Bridget and I have been friends. Oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> I think going on four years, we met, I think through Instagram and we met in person at Middlelands in 2017, mm. like the one and only. What a festival. Oh my God. That was seriously like, I still go to sleep at night and I'm like, wow, that was like an iconic festival. It really? was just everything. Yeah. Um, and then it will never, it will never return, which is kind of something special about it. It is special. But, um, yeah. So I met you through Bridget and where was I going with this? Um, <laughs> I just like lost my train of thought. <laughs> she shuffles. Um, yeah, she shuffles. And I remember watching her and I was like, what in the world? Because I don't think shuffling, do you know like the history of it? Like when it even started mm-hmm. or originated? Yeah. So shuffling actually started uh, in the 80s in Melbourne, Australia. So that's okay. why we call okay. the most foundational name of shuffling is Melbourne, Melbourne shuffling, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And which is my favorite style to do. Um, and yeah, it just started in the 80s. It's a very intimate dance because raving itself is intimate, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's such an, it's underground in a sense. Of course, everything it changes and all the things, but we still love to honor that uh, sacred part of shuffling along with raving in general. Mm-hmm. So you can think of people sort of in the back corners of the the club, kind of in their element, just being an extension of the music and just like dancing with their feet. Yeah. Ugh, it's just beautiful. Yes. But yes, Melbourne, yeah. Australia back in the day. And then of course it extends more and more and more. We have amazing dancers in Colombia. There's some of my favorite dancers over there too. And here in the US, we are so spread out and we have so many dance styles now. It's just beautiful. Yeah, I think so. I've also been listening to electronic music forever, mm. what feels like. And it's probably because I got on Instagram when I was, I don't know, 16 maybe. And I wasn't even following anyone in the shuffle community. So I, when I saw them, it was only in person. Right. So I had no idea that it was this whole community. And so like when I met Bridget, I was like, what? Like you have yeah. like a whole crew of people that do this. I thought it, I was just mesmerized and I still am. I love just watching everyone shuffle. It's such a beautiful dance. It's crazy. There's a whole community. I agree. Yeah. And even myself, I'm still mind blown every single day two days ago I was reflecting really hard on just the connections and mm-hmm. it's just it's it's a beautiful thing yeah but it's now it's your job or part of your job <laughs> is like teaching yeah. people how to do it correct so how, when did you step into that teaching role or coach do you call it teaching or coaching what's uh, your what's your preferred coaching and coaching. I guess the act is mm, teaching so I've always actually been a coach um mm-hmm. in cheerleading and so the idea of learning how to convey moves and also coach properly not that other people not to imply other people do it in an improper way but what I'm trying to say is um post high school I was also recruited into a national cheerleading association called NCA maybe some people might know that but (laughs) um I would instruct in front of like hundreds of people and also the idea of choreographing um I would do not only for NCA but I was the head cheerleader for my cheer team and you know just to instruct my my people and lead us in in a great clean organized way And you also, the art of even cheerleading and, you know, we work hand in hand with the dance team. The art of that is you, it's more than talent. 
it's also this innate way of being an extension of what you're leading. So for instance, mm-hmm. we did basketball, right? So how can we energize the crowd? Cause the crowd is going to pump up the team. You know, it's a full energetic circle. So just like shuffling, um, how can I convey this certain move to explain how it's an extension of the sound you might be hearing? So I feel like there's more layers than just showing you what this footwork looks like. How can I walk you through this? But the idea of coaching, it sort of like fell into my lap mm-hmm. when I realized I do sort of have some sort of impact and influence. And, you know, I was just getting questions. How do you do this? How do you do that? Mm-hmm. And one thing that I realized that might have been special about my specific style was my running man. Um, oh yeah, so you I get those knees high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then behind how that looks, I've broken down technique that doesn't make it so hard. Just mm-hmm. because, once again, I take technique practices from cheerleading because I was also I've torn my ACL like three times. I've had oh, surgeries, geez. so I can't be stomping hard. And I've also been in and out with um, you know professional doctors and and physical therapy. That's just been my life. So I like to walk people through that process. And mm-hmm. also, once again, going back to coaching with NCA, I was taught how to instruct in general. So. I think my first class was actually a free, of course it was free, power running man class. And Mm -hmm. I saw people come. You just don't know what will happen. And I didn't know. I just didn't know. And then when I saw over 100 people, I was like, this is insane. And then I checked myself. I'm like, how does this make me feel? Mm. And it was good. It was good. And that was early 2020. I'm trying to think. Yeah, early 2020 that's when he started teaching or coaching where are we at 2021 yeah I could have sworn you're so natural I think I I, when I look at you I'm like oh she's been coaching forever (laughs) yeah which is right I have been coaching forever right exactly exactly and I'm still here like this running man class that I'm talking about I'm gonna go home and modify it still because there's Mm -hmm. always room to grow when it does come to shuffling I've basically just taken practices where I've applied because I've done tons of private lessons for cheerleading with girls and I've ran all those tryouts. But now it's like this craft and we're all learning in the shuffle industry, all of us. And I mean, I even speak with friends. How are you doing? How are you teaching? How do you Mm -hmm. convey this? There's just so much going on. And it's, um, yeah, I would say it's been a little over a year. I did have, you know, in 2019, actually, I did like an in-person class in Corpus Christi um, where there's a small shuffle community and there was about 20 people. So that was cool for me. But honestly, I don't think I did that good. <laughs> I think that's part of the process though. Oh, so yeah. sometimes I, I, I put that in the back of my head and I just try to forget about it, but we shouldn't. So here we are talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's funny. I still remember the first yoga, yoga class I ever taught. And <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, looking back, I'm like, facepalm. Like there are probably so many things that I did wrong or whatever. But looking back, I'm like, that was the most, memorable experience right because that kick-started everything for for me and and what I'm super passionate about um that's insane so like you and your coaching and this voice that you have on social media like is there a pressure do you feel this this um uh need to keep up with the demand of people asking you questions or wanting classes or I feel like that can get pretty hectic especially with like the the volume Right. Of content that you produce. Right. Definitely. Um, You know, when I like to think about influencing, I realize 
because a part of marketing, I'm like pretty obsessed with consumer behavior. I mm-hmm. think knowing that and understanding that has a lot to do with how I react in my life. So understanding consumer behavior also helps me understand don't take things personal because it's oh, yeah. not. Mm-hmm. Um, don't take certain messages personal. Don't react to everything. So that all kind of falls in line with uh, what you just asked. But is there pressure? 100%. I even think that people put pressure on influencers sometimes without even realizing it. And that's the art of influencing. Mm -hmm. You know, you are, even when you don't want to be influenced, that in itself, I feel like you're almost being influenced subconsciously. But that's a, that's like, that can go into a bigger tree branch. But feeling pressured, yes. Feeling the need to show up for others, yes. Do I get requests? Yes. Um, but it's been an art and a huge healing to understand like when to pull back, when to do things for myself. Cause I am in control. Like we are mm. all in control mm-hmm. of our own life, but in the same respect, I definitely love to hear people out and answer to people. Cause hello, I chose this role. I'm here to oh, serve. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that's all part of my personal purpose and what I've come to figure out about myself. So um, definitely love to respect people's space. Mm-hmm. I never like, yeah, I just respect people's space, but I always make sure that everything I do is in alignment with what I've decided is for me and what I know yeah. is for me. So yeah. And mm-hmm. honoring that, I feel like you will, uh, lessen the chances of burnout <laughs> later yeah. on down the road because you see so many celebrities and, and influencers who never learned how to, or maybe they learned and it, like slip their mind or maybe they never learned how to draw boundaries mm-hmm. and respect themselves because you are a person at the end of the day. You are not, you are not an Instagram. You are not a TikTok. Like right. you are a person, <laughs> there's a person behind the screen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's great that you are able to recognize what serves you and, mm-hmm. and what doesn't and allowing what doesn't to just move on and, and right. flow away from you because you, you don't, you don't want that. Um, mm. So like kind of leaning into mental health and and I mentioned burnout. Have yeah. you ever felt like that you were on the br- like break of burnout or um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So definitely there's been two separate instances. I mean, there's been quite a few. Right. But there's been two that really stick with me because they've now they're life lessons mm. that I will carry mm-hmm. with me the rest of my life. And I'll speak about the first one first. But just this idea of comparing yourself to others, huge. Mm. And I think we can all can relate. Yep. <laughs> uh, girl, um, this one was huge, especially when I'm looking at my peers, especially when I'm seeing, um, you know, colleagues next to me doing classes. It's huge. Even when it's, It even goes back to one of those things where you don't even realize that you're doing that sometimes. It's like deep at the core, though, you need to ask yourself, am I being original is, is what I'm doing for me or am I just trying to play catch up because Mm. I see other people doing it? You know, there's all these questions, right? Yeah. But, um, so I realized I was having these feelings about other people and I didn't even know I was having them. Um, and these feelings that I'm talking about, they're like, very deep hidden feelings of almost jealousy mm-hmm. of almost like why her and why not me? Yeah. Very, very much that. And then I realized I wasn't even having these, or I'm sorry. I realized I was having these feelings when I pretty much met these people. Girl, I was humbled. Mm. I was humbled. And I almost felt ashamed that I ever felt such a way about someone that I didn't even know. And it goes back to this idea of like, 
people are just people behind a number. Yeah. Really. Yep. And the more that I grow, I even start to see people look at me more than they talk to me. And I have people say, you're much more, you're chill or you're normal. And I'm like, I, everyone is really. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I love that process of, of breaking that barrier. But (laughs) I hit the microphone, guys. I'm talking with my hands over here. But yes. So and the thing about that is no one knew how I felt. These thoughts were in my head, Mm. which is, you know, you should get your thoughts out of your head anyways. But they were in my head and I was having not so nice thoughts about people. And then I met these people. And I'm just telling you this humbling feeling that I had when I I wanted to smack myself for being so (laughs) negative and just like being that person. But it was such a a moving experience for me and a huge wake up call for many reasons. But that was sort of one moment, um, this idea of comparing myself to others and creating ideas about people that I do not even know. Like we don't know anyone. Mm -hmm. And and then we do all, all in the same breath. And then another example, why did it just, oh, I, it, it was a turbulent time. This was around BLM and the, the things that were, the messages that were coming to me, very valid. I want to make that clear. Very valid. You know, it was pretty much people telling me to, how can I word this? It was, I was affiliated with a company that that doesn't represent or doesn't represent, well, I can't even say what they do or don't represent. I was just affiliated with a company that um, some people don't agree with as much. Mm-hmm. Valid, right? Everyone yeah. has room to do feel that way. But I was getting messages, of course, as a result um, of this, which all the space in the world. Because you're tied to it. Because I was tied to, to it. Because mm-hmm. I was tied to it. And I let that be. I understood. But I did realize in that moment I was crumbling and I was crying in my room for like days. And I'm almost like, I'm good. Like, I'm just getting a little shaky because it's such a good moment though. Like I take this with me, but I remember being so broken and Mm -hmm. like just busted down in my room and I didn't know what to do. I was reaching out to a few of my friends and I was just trying to stay calm. Um, But to wrap up that example, I really, really succumbed to the voices around me. And the thing about these voices is there were lots of messages. Some were conversation to me, which I responded to. And we actually ended up being closer. Mm -hmm. Um, And some were just yelling at me and calling me things that I'm I'm really not, you know, Mm -hmm. And, and saying things that just aren't true. No matter how much you want them to be true, they just aren't. And those are the things that really hit me. And I listened to them and really there was not even room for me to respond back. So yeah, I couldn't, but those are the things to long story short, I, it kind of goes back to, you know, what is serving me, what conversations serve me, what people are for me and what conversations are going to help me grow. Mm-hmm. Cause right. Like I listened to everything and I came out a better person. I'm no longer affiliated with this company, but it's not so much about the company and all of those things. It was about me realizing like what voices are, are for me. What am I listening to? What brings me value and what's helping me grow and then what's hurting me. Mm -hmm. So those two specific moments, pretty much example one, don't compare yourself to others. (laughs) I was extremely humbled when I realized that. And then the second one, you know, just, give space to everyone. I always will. But the pressure of just like, I really was hurting myself more than I needed to Mm -hmm. by listening to voices that were just weren't, 
True. Weren't true. Yeah. So since then, I have been very strict with uh, just having a healthy mind, you know, mm-hmm. think right, stay focused. Um, your thoughts are powerful. And also do right, be right. You do make an impact. Mm-hmm. You do have influence. That was another big wake up call. Um, align yourself with things that are really aligned with you, you know, kind of pushed me more into my alignment. And it's a beautiful thing. We always grow and flow. <laughs> Absolutely. But, That's the dance of life, isn't yeah. it? Like we mm. never stop. If you stop, you're you're done. I mean, I you, love yeah. that. That's amazing. Um, wow. I'm like, that was such a good uh, <gasps> Deep little, breath. yeah, message. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm inspired by that. <laughs> so I'm sure everyone listening will be too. Appreciate that. Um, so how do you you, you seem to have a great head on your shoulders, especially with, you know, like some information you, you disclosed before we started. Mm -hmm. Um, you have sort of a, a, not a rocky upbringing, but like rocky influences in your life. So how do Mm -hmm. you stay so grounded in who you are? And, and I mean, this can lead into your spirituality and like spiritual practices, but yeah, I want to know a little bit about that. Yeah. Girl, It is such a ride and I think about it goes all the way back to when I was little and just to jump right into the spirituality like whatever it may be for anyone listening at home it can be um, the divine your ancestors spirit God Um, but the idea of spirit and listening really to your intuition Mm. Holy Spirit all the things inside of you the most innate part of yourself that was always there for me throughout life when I didn't necessarily have guidance, when I didn't really know what to do, I somehow still did. So I moved around a lot as a kid. So having friends and girlfriends, I just didn't. In fact, I was, that's a big part. I was bullied. And once again, a lot of people can relate to this though, Mm -hmm. but part of the reason was because I moved around a lot. I just naturally didn't have friends and like the new girl correct Mm -hmm. everywhere and then when you play sports it's not easy either in in small schools I show up and I'm in a sport or I'm in cheerleading and and I'm also not known I'm just I'm not that welcomed which is fine once again so that that was a big part and through those moments my point in saying that is I always knew what to do as in I knew not to fight back. Mm-hmm. I knew not to choose violence because, you know, in one instance, I had a girl threaten to break into my house and cut all my hair off. I had another time where the whole, not the whole school, that's traumatic. There was, you know, just people waiting outside the school, waiting for the fight to happen because a girl wanted to fight me. Oh my and gosh. when I say that none of it was instigated, I, I can't be more truthful. Like I did not, I couldn't do nothing Mm -hmm. I've always been a calm person is what I'm saying because I always do feel like there's always been a spirit guiding Mm -hmm. me I'm still figuring out exactly what all of this means right Mm -hmm. we should always you know tap in and learn about ourselves and that but I realized I I started to become aware of this internal voice when I was early college and because of that I sort of turned things around with my upbringing I think with everything that has happened in my life I've naturally always worked through it um what am I looking for just everything that happened to me it never defined me but it did refine me Mm. that's that's something I've held on to it's just 
molded me into a better person. I will say I went through a huge transformation once again in early college. I was going to a church. So at this point, um, you know, they're labeled as a Christian church, but I need to give them immense props because they spoke about spirit and that's what was introduced to me and what made a lot of things make sense Mm -hmm. for this example. You know, God is fill in the blank, but my point in mentioning this is it's a very spirit filled church. So Corpus Christi stands for the body of Christ. And I just think this is all part of my personal journey. So where I was specifically at this church spoke about a lot of things, not just God, but the devil, not just good, but evil, Mm -hmm. which brings so many answers to me and things just clicked. So I think this specific stage in my life played a huge role, obviously, and understanding spirit better, understanding the dark side. It's not just about light and that darkness. Of course, it's heavy. Of course, it can be scary. Fear is so real. But to finally come to face with that and understand it more and more. So I guess we can call this shadow work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so just doing more of that and doing the work And then we get to a point where I realize you're not that good of a daughter. Like you're not that good of a sister. You're not that good of a granddaughter, cousin, anything, you know, like sure life maybe hasn't been so nice to you, but guess what? It's not nice to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And you know, we always hear it. Someone has it worse than you. Yes, that is true. But there was also a sense of responsibility. Like I'm in full control of my life. Oh yeah. And I think if I were ever to reach the end of my life, I and not fulfill or not have the relationships that I've dreamed of and destined for, I would have a lot of regret, Mm. you know, and to anyone listening, like you don't want to reach the end of your life and have regret. You just don't want to. So it's like putting your foot on the throttle and pulling yourself a little bit out of the victim mentality. Cause I was a victim for so long. Mm-hmm. I was mad for so long. I was just so bitter without even realizing it though. Yeah. As always. Right. Yeah. I was always like mad and just mm-hmm. like, and that can show in, okay, maybe I don't want to watch a movie with my mom tonight. I'd rather go with friends, mm-hmm. but why? Like, why couldn't I stay and watch a movie with my mom? Why didn't, why don't I want to do that? okay, maybe I have some feelings that I need to figure out. It's just little things. Something as small as that Mm -hmm. would um, just bring light. So I guess a mixture, it's a lot of reflecting. I will say step one to any of this is Mm self-awareness. So someone needs to tap into themselves. But I myself, um, I would call myself ignorant for sure before, you know, prior me prior spirituality I would say mm-hmm. um I was ignorant I was bitter I was a little mad but I was always calm this was just me in my head in my space I was just that um but in the mix between meeting a few good people in college but also stopping and and meeting some spirit leaders in corpus they really mentored me a little bit and is it cheesy to say raving a little bit like EDM? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> EDM. Definitely. I was introduced to some great people. Yeah. And then of course, naturally I watched some people on YouTube, just what spirituality is. Mm-hmm. So all of that mixed together. Here we are in my personal journey, just fighting for my life. How do I make this the best time of my life? Yeah. You know, I just don't want regrets. So you should have a podcast. <laughs> no, oh, that would, that, that's so good. And I, I think, um, it's important. And I tell everyone this, I tell my friends this, who 
have kind of, I'm, I'm no spiritual guru or anything, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like you. I, I've always had this, um, like innate feeling inside of me that I'm connected to everything around me. I'm connected to the higher power. I'm connected to the earth that I live on. I mean, a lot mm. of people don't have that. And a lot of people have to really try and seek that out. But if you don't seek that out, that's, I think when the darkness kind of wraps their wraps its arms around you even more and it's even harder to see see the light and the crazy thing about life is the light never really goes away it's always there it's just Mm. sometimes you're masked a little bit by the darkness Um, but I, I definitely think like tapping into whatever that higher power is for you is so important just to give meaning to your life and you know purpose is uh is kind of the center of my podcast. I, I, I really want to talk to each guest about mm. if they've found their purpose, how did they find it? And if they have found it, like, what does it mean to them? And I want to know a little bit about like, is dancing your purpose or is, is being an influencer your purpose? Or, um, if you haven't found it yet, do you know where you'll be able to find it? Yeah. Um, to answer your question, like, like quickly. Yeah. Like, I understand at this point, I find full fulfillment in helping people, Mm. period. So what does that look like from there? What are my tree branches? How can I do that? So naturally, I've built influence. And that's between, you know, knowing how to do social media marketing. I dance. It's a really interesting niche. And I also talk on my story sometimes. So it's it's been a really great time. So I've always... So I can do that through social media. Also, I can do that through dance. So I find myself as a shuffle instructor, I teach shuffling. Yes. But I also mentor. I I see myself talking with people. I see questions being asked. But simultaneously, I'm asking you, why are you here? Mm -hmm. Why do you want to learn shuffling? Because to me, obviously, it's a creative outlet. It's a complete release. That's why I got into shuffling. So I want to... It is more for me. So how can it be more for this person? It, it It's just a beautiful thing to do. So at the core of it, I know that I'm here to serve others. I realize there's power in that because not just here, but even in college, in between classes, I've always had someone asking for advice in my messages before take away a social media, my personal connections. I mean, I just had a girlfriend call me last week on advice about a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I'm there. Um, yeah. I mentor my family. They mentor me. You know, I've always found myself helping out friends. There's just always been some sense of clarity going on in my life. Um, And this goes back to that innate connection. I love the way you explained it, how you're just connected to everything around you, connected to the earth. We're connected. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. we wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. We, We, you know. It all makes sense to me when you just let it make sense. Like it, it is literally what it is. That's one of my favorite quotes. Yes. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. That's also one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> so at this point, I'm like, just step into it. Mm-hmm. It goes back to that question. It's not why. It's like, why not? Why not? Like yeah. I'm here. It's happening. It's organic. Mm-hmm. People, people want it and I want to give it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's that simple. So I do want to help people. Um, I find myself sometimes being called to helping children and underprivileged children and also children coming from broken homes. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I was saved 
I want to help others get saved, even being saved from their darkness as well. Because yes, it is so easy to get masked and to get lost in the sauce. I say that sometimes too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the light is always there. It really is. And I just... I think we both just want to like help people for sure. Yeah. At the core of it. I think that's what my purpose is. Yeah. That's beautiful. Do you consider yourself to be an empath? 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same. I'm, I'm attracted. <laughs> I'm drawn to, I mean, I, Bridget is the same way. Like right. I'm, I'm naturally attracted to people who are like that. Um, it's such a powerful, um, essence to take on and it's one that shouldn't be taken lightly. I have a book. Mm-hmm somewhere on my shelves um uh it's called how to be a happy empath because sometimes when you're when you step into this role of a teacher um or a leader you are uh, you are attracting people who are broken or uh, Mm -hmm. needing that like boost and if you're not filling your own cup you are going to fail (laughs) as a leader and as a teacher um but yeah it can be it's it can be easy to lose your way being an empath and also being a person in in power or an influence um so staying that staying grounded is super important 100 um, percent. it's crazy <laughs> there's a lot of responsibility on the back end to take care of yourself um there's times where i definitely need to get disconnected all the time really i finish a shuffle class and i will probably get off my phone for three to four days when in reality you know if you're going strong you should probably keep going but uh, the empath in me is like be off my phone for a little bit because i was just on it for so much Mm -hmm. but it's a lovely thing um it's a beautiful thing we do have responsibility so it's like recognizing that and then putting in the work to show up for that because that is your purpose that's our purpose yeah (laughs) you know what's funny whenever i asked um well, not whenever I asked earlier, I was thinking about our conversation and, Mm -hmm. and the question of like, where do you see yourself in the future five to 10 years? I thought, you know, she would be a really good mentor. And it's so, Mm -hmm. it's interesting that you said that, like, that's what you are and that's what you would love to do for, you know, underprivileged children. Um, because I totally envision you being someone who is just speaking life into like younger girls. I don't know why. And just like envision that I'm not even mm. like a, I'm not even like a psychic or anything, but I, I know, like when I see you, I'm like, wow, she could mm. really like pour life into, into younger girls or even like if it's through dance or not. Um, exactly. I don't, is that ever something that you've like thought about? Yeah. So, I mean, if we drove to my house right now, I have a huge whiteboard mm-hmm. on this whiteboard. I have my name. Sierra Castro and then I have three tree branches coming off of it or three lines I don't know why I say tree branches you love them you love I the do. tree branches I, I envision a tree and then I just see like yeah obviously the ideas sprouting off of it but um yeah mentorship is huge and this ties into I know that I'm serving I'm literally doing it it's just a matter of putting a title on it and it's in my bio I literally just changed my bio um maybe a month ago now to be more clear on what I'm doing. And I haven't necessarily offered, you know, mentorship classes or consultations or any of that, um, or zoom calls. These are all the ideas. Right. And, but it's in my bio Mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm, uh, why am I, my tongue's getting tied. I'm declaring it. I was, I was stuck in between claiming it and declaring it. (laughs) It's already mine. I'm just declaring it. It's in my bio. So I have biz strategist because I do like consulting for marketing. Like, and once again, people, I still talk to people in my DMS and in real life and consult them all the time. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Biz strategist, mentor, shuffle instructor. And those are my 
little lines coming off my name basically. And then of course I have extensions of ideas. How can that play out through content? How can that, how can that look? Um, how can I spread it out? How can it all tie together remaining this organic, organic vibe? But you know, I do foresee in the future. I also love speaking. I would love to be a motivational speaker, right? Mm, Just a mentor in general. Um, once again, all ties back into purpose. Mm-hmm. I want to continue to make the most impact possible and speaking life. I love that you said life because it is, you're just speaking life, bringing clarity, yes. separating the lies in your head, maybe from reality, but mm-hmm. also all thoughts are valid, but like you need to choose which ones to stick with, yeah. like which ones are truth. It's just so many things. Right? Yeah. And they all serve a purpose. Like mm-hmm. all of, all the lies in your head will eventually lead you to the truth mm. once you kind of weed them out Exactly. Um, and like find the flowers hidden. <laughs> <laughs> I like metaphors, even though they, they always make more sense in my head than when they come out of my mouth. That makes great <laughs> sense, but I think we just get each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, you mentioned uh, like staying, I don't you didn't say the word authentic, but the word mm-hmm. authentic came to mind. So as you're trying to like branch out into all of these things, how do you like, what are some daily practices that you wake up? So like I have a morning routine every day Mm -hmm. I wake up and I, the first thing I do is I get on my yoga mat and I do my prayers. I do my like Mm. gratitudes, my intentions. It doesn't work every day. Some days I'm just tired and I want to sleep more, but I try Mm. and like, cause that's the, that's how I know I will show up the best in my job with my friends, my family is if I start there on my mat. So like, what are some things that you do to stay true to you every day like do you have like a little routine like that yeah so at this point I've been you know doing social media for a minute um I so I need to express it's taken me a while and a lot of I wouldn't want to say moments that have hurt me but going back to those examples I talked about like I was subconsciously comparing myself to others and thinking not so nice things. Mm -hmm. That was a huge one. And, you know, amongst other things, um, it took me a long time to heal from that. Yeah. Considering I've been on social media for a long time, I would say I finally mastered this idea of being in control. Maybe the latter end of 2020. And I'm just going to ride this wave forever now, but it's just being in control of what matters and what doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's, let me also mention this actually, cause it's huge. My personal life is just, there's a lot of moving parts and it's been so heavy in some sense. And I don't share all of it, but my point in saying this is that what's going on in my personal life and what has gone on has been very impactful mm-hmm. and it has made me really Like what matters matters as in my life matters, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I just, I almost lost someone really close to me. And when something like that hits you so close to home, literally things on social media, they just simply don't matter. Yeah. Don't. So tomorrow, if all social media went away, I'm prepared to be okay. And that's even something that I'm, I make sure I will be okay with. It's not going to go away tomorrow, but if it did, who were, oh, this is a good one. I've always, I always like to follow this one as well. Um, the friends that I have and the connections that I have, are those the connections I would have if once again, social media was taken away tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Are these my people? Um, is my life what I want it to be? So, uh, you know, naturally I have all these check-ins because I've learned over time to have these good check-ins. So I think the awareness part is there for me. Cool. 
But as far as like a physical routine or whatever, right when I get up, I don't try and be on my phone right away. Mm-hmm. It's so natural for us to oh, grab yeah. our phone. Because like, you start with your alarm. Yes. It's like your alarm is blinging. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, a <laughs> so starting off with that, just having the discipline to not be on your phone. So I'll go like on a walk with my dog or I'm just spending time with myself and being still. And I like to call this being proactive rather than reactive. Mm. Cause the second we grab our phone, we're being reactive to comments, likes, yeah. messages, even email that's being reactive, like no computer, no phone, just me my dog maybe I'll have some coffee Mm -hmm. I'll stretch so that's a great start to my day um a lot of personal development I'm a big fan of personal development because baby I need it I would Mm. not be the person I am if I've just worked extremely hard to get here yeah and you know you just don't wake up or I just didn't wake up and this happened obviously we've talked a little bit about it in this podcast so far but it has been such a journey and so many tears so many close calls like Mm -hmm. life is real and it has been so real for me and I know for others too but I've taken notice to the very real moments and if I could probably leave anything with anyone it's look at your life and look at the moments that have really shifted you Mm. what does that mean how has that impacted you and keep your eyes open, keep your ears open, like stay listening, stay watching. Everything happens for a reason. We hear that quote all the time, but it is so true. And everything happening for you is exactly for you. So just being so plugged in and aware and present is so extremely important to me because life has just been so freaking real, good and bad, good and bad. In fact, it's been good the past five years because I've made it be. But prior mm-hmm. to that, I, you know, I, you could categorize it as bad compared to the past, you know, yeah. five, six years. But is it even bad? No, <laughs> all of it is all good. I'm, we're so blessed. I say that all the time. I'm so blessed. We're so blessed. Mm. Even it's funny because even on Twitter, I tweeted the other day. I'm like, I'm waking up. I'm thankful for my blessings. I, I'm grateful today. And someone tweeted back and they said, yeah, girl, because this is right when I dropped a really great music video with T78, mm-hmm. which is one of my it favorite techno artists. Girl, <laughs> oh my God. that is another one of those life moments that, yes, I worked hard and I deserve it because I, I just did. And I, I came to it, but it came to me and it was mm-hmm. meant for me. I was meant for it. And I think anyone can do anyone can do that. It's not yeah. even I think I know anyone can do that. But So she tweeted back to me when I tweeted, I'm so grateful, you know, and she's like, you deserved that. I'm so happy for you. And she was implying, you know, my recent achievements. Mm -hmm. And I I looked at her tweet and I love her. I really do because she's not wrong. But I I sat back and I was like, it's funny because when I when I tweeted this, I was talking about my health. Mm -hmm. I was talking about my family that's alive. Really? Yeah. And so... That was good for me. I was like, stay focused, stay focused. I say that on my story all the time too. Stay focused. And when I say that, I mean, stay focused on what's real. Stay focused on what really matters. Um, But yeah, I read books. Yeah. (laughs) I read books. I work on myself. I call my family more. I try and appreciate my friends. And I just do a lot of self check-ins. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's beautiful. Oh, man, you're warming my heart. Mm-hmm. You're warming mine. <laughs> uh, I, this is good. You you said, um, 
you said something about like life happens for you. And that's one of my favorite quotes. Life doesn't happen to you. Life Mm -hmm. happens for you. And it's just a matter of a change in perspective. And I don't know if you've read Green Lights yet by Matthew McConaughey. Have you? (gasps) No. Uh, You're taking it home. You're taking it home. (laughs) I'm going to give it to you. I always like lend, lend my, uh, lend my books out. But he says his kind of like catchphrase or tagline in the book is get relative with the inevitable. Mm. And oh my gosh, just reading that for the first time a few weeks ago when I started the book, that in and of itself changed my perspective because I think a lot of the times we do get stuck in this victim mentality of like, oh my God, like this happened or or this happened or this person broke up with me or, um, you know, I, I, whatever the case may be, but, but those things, it's inevitable. Like this Mm -hmm. is life. Like this is the roller coaster that we're on and you either get relative with it or you get ran over by it. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I love that though. (laughs) I love that. Oh um, my you're God. definitely borrowing the book. I uh, <laughs> plugging that book. I would love to. Yeah. I'm a fan of Matthew McConaughey. I think he's so great. Yeah. I just listened to his podcast like two weeks ago. Not his podcast, but he was a guest. But on whose? Um, Rob Dial. Okay, I need to listen. Did you listen to the Joe Rogan one? No. Oh my God. Oh my we're God. like exchanging. No. <laughs> that one that one's really good. Uh that was just before or just after he re- released the book. But I, I just love how wise he is. I don't know. He's, he's just so amazing. Oh my God. His, you gotta, you gotta take the book. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> um, but okay. So you like to read, what are like yeah. your top three books for, for self-help? Maybe if someone's listening to this and they're like, okay, where do I start? What do I do? Like, who do I call? Like, what do I do? Yeah. 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 Um, I'm probably, I don't want to butcher the name. Um, how to influence friends is what I'm reading right now. It's a beautiful book, how to influence friends, how to influence the covers like red. Um, I can definitely send you these titles, but Mm -hmm. that one's great because it just teaches you the art of listening, the art of how to listen, the art of how to speak. Um, it's such, cause it's what I do, right? I obviously influence, but I like how in the beginning you also said, you know, sometimes there's some type of taboo tied into the word influencer, and I just don't think, well, yes, valid. Sometimes there is mm-hmm. some people literally just get on and, um, actually, yeah, I'm just, I just do what I do. I influence. Right. But this book I think is a great extension of, of what that really looks like. And that's a great book. Um, it might be no, not that one. Putting on the spot here. <laughs> no, I know. I'm so bad. Like, even if you asked me like a song title, I just don't know. I'm so bad with remembering things. Um, another one is how to get your life back. Okay. Yeah. I've heard of that one. For sure. That's sitting on my shelf right now. That was a beautiful one. And I think I'm going to just tie it there. If I think of an, if I think of the title of the other one, I will let you know. <laughs> another one, I can't even tell you the title, but I'll give some context to it. It was honestly about the Bible and about God, but I want to take it more back to the spiritual side of it mm-hmm. because what this book was about was it was a man that didn't believe in spirit at all or, you know, energy, spirit, all the things. And what he did is he went and he interviewed, you know, just the highest PhDs, the highest scholars in the world. And he spent like, mm, I don't know, less than a decade, but not more than a decade interviewing, building this book. And just the answers, the profound answers and clarity that came out of these people regarding spirit. And, you know, it ties back into, you know, all the energy things. It was just mind blowing because it shifted me too. because there was a point in my life where I was so bitter and mad. And I remember I think I was late junior high 
I didn't believe in anything. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say the word atheist, but I would say I did not believe in anything. Mm-hmm. It was dark. I was dark. Um, so I guess to tie, like kind of tie in, you know, the idea of growing from just such a dark seed into a beautiful flower, that book was kind of that for me, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> the na- the 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 book with no title right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like selling it the most, and oh, I don't yeah. even have the title. That's, That's hilarious. Okay. As you were, I read a lot of books. I read like 32 last year. <gasps> um, but so I was trying to think like, okay, if it's a popular book, maybe I've, I don't think it's like heard of it. But um, I, the one that was coming to mind was Tuesdays with Marie, and then I was like, mm. nope, doesn't sound like it. Um, but he was like, this is like totally off mic, but this guy, um, went and visited his old professor and he, cause he was on his deathbed and he just wanted to get all of his wisdom about life and oh, everything. Wow. And that was a brilliant book. Um, but yeah, he went every single Tuesday until he passed away and just recorded everything and wrote everything that he had to say. And a lot of it was about spirituality and mm. cause you know, like that feeling of you're on your deathbed like you're literally about to go into the next life. That's like, like just crazy. being there is, I don't know. It's another great read. <laughs> if mm. you want to take that one too. Yeah, I definitely want to. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. Oh, so many great gems. Yeah. Um, so what are, okay. I'm going to put you on the spot again. Yeah. If you could give one piece of advice to whoever is listening, whether it be about dancing, influencing, just being a good person or finding your purpose, what would that be? Yeah, I would say, oh, this is a really, it's a good one. I, I would simply say life is short. Mm. When I say that, I want to tie in the fact that don't do anything that doesn't serve you. Okay, and then the next question might be, well, how do I know that? Like, how do I know? You know, because sometimes it's easy to do things that aren't for us. And that can be as simple as dating a boy for too long that we just aren't aligned with. Mm-hmm. And that can also look like being at your job for 10 years that is just not fully serving you, which once again, I understand you just got to do things sometimes, but something as small, like one time I dated this guy for nine months. When I say that nine months too long, no, like (laughs) I have no, yeah, none of us aligned to this day. Mm -hmm. Great guy, but not, not for me. Mm -hmm. He just misunderstood me. I misunderstood him. Um, but yeah, life is so short but in the same breath, it's so long. So, you know, when it comes to time, don't waste it. Time is so precious. And and what ties in with that is make smart choices and in, in that is in alignment with you. So you need to get clear on who are you? Yeah. Yeah. Who are you? And this goes back to step one, self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Who am I really? And who do I want to be? And that space in between, what does it look like to get there? It's not going to be pretty. And it's not going to happen overnight. In fact, like it's not, you're always going to grow. Like Mm -hmm. if you think that you're ever going to reach a point where you're going to feel ready or feel fulfilled, you might not ever. But the beautiful thing about life is this sense of evolving. We feel like butterflies. And also right now to piggyback off of that, I'm actually going through a shedding process right now. As in, I feel like I'm shedding through who I am a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm getting more clear on who I am, which leads me to, which led me to getting this whiteboard off of Facebook marketplace mm-hmm. and which leads me to writing my name down 
putting those tree branches, putting specifically what is next. And then under that bullet points of, okay, what are the steps that's going to take me to those places? Mm -hmm. So for anyone, life is so short. So make sure that you're doing exactly what is for you in order to find out what is for you. Dig deep, do the shadow work. Mm -hmm. You're going to cry. Probably you most likely will. Yeah. But the thing about doing that, doing things for yourself, like you yeah, like no one's going to do things for it. You have to do it for yourself. You you have to be there for yourself. Um, I'm a dependent person. I find myself being codependent on a partner. I found that in the past with me. I've also found myself doing things off the reactions of others, which ties into making sure that when it comes to social media, I'm doing things for me, right? Mm-hmm. Not because I'm, I want to get this many likes or this many comments. It truly is for me, which is ironic because when I started to do that, engagement shot up Mm -hmm. you know that's just how life works yeah so please please live your life for you and make the hard boundaries let go of the friends or at least create distance for the people that aren't a full can I cuss on this podcast yeah I don't care (laughs) (laughs) like the thing that I'm I'm saying a lot lately is if it is not a full fuck yes feeling, then it's a fuck no. It is a fuck <laughs> no. Like yes. there's no yes. room for anything else. And the thing about what you need to listen to your body with any decision, any even if a girlfriend's asking you, hey, do you want to go out tonight? Sit there and rest in your moment a mm-hmm. little bit. Do you even want to go out? Yeah. Or are you going to follow this feeling of FOMO, like fear of missing out? Mm. Um, so really being clear on your boundaries, who you are, what is for you, making sure you follow that because I swear it's so rewarding because mm-hmm. life is short. You don't want to get to the end of your life and have any regrets. You really, really want to live your life for you and with the people that you care about because uh, let me add one more thing. And I said this earlier. It really isn't about where you're at. It's about the people you're with and, and your experiences. And I didn't fully understand that until I went on a lot of amazing trips like even Bora Bora was one of them like you just don't think you'll ever go to a place like that but I did and it was one of those yes moments that came to me and um very grateful everything I say is full of gratitude Mm. but I was in one of the most beautiful places in the world and I still was like "Hmm, I miss my mom (laughs) yeah I miss my my grandma you know something so small right and it was with so much love but yeah, life is short. Do the right thing. Stay focused. Do you, you know, don't listen to external factors or voices that aren't even valid. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes they're valid and that might be the wrong word. But according to your journey, what matters? Mm-hmm. So get clear on yourself. Get very clear. You know, goals are just goals. They can just be something you aspire for or just... But like, what, what are you truly doing? So getting clear, if that means getting a whiteboard, like I did and writing things down, do that. Mm -hmm. I write on my mirrors. You probably saw in the bathroom, like my financial affirmations. Right. Um, yeah. And, and for those who are listening that don't even know what it means to, okay, checking in, like, what does that look like? Mm. A simple, what I, what I like to call my be still time. Mm. So when I wake up, I sit on my mat and I'm just still, that means no phone, no music, no noise, no nothing. probably the neighbors screaming at, screaming at each other. But other than that, like, it's just me and it's very, <laughs> very uncomfortable. But one of my favorite quotes is get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That was something that my coaches grew up screaming mm. at me whenever you're doing wall sits and they're like, is this uncomfortable? Good. Get like, get comfortable with this. Cause you're here I for 30 love. more seconds. And like, 
you just have to find like where you have to meet the the uncomfortability that's the right word where it's at and then just push past it and then that's where you'll find yourself because that's like I know it's really hard for people to be like or for people to hear okay well just find yourself it's like okay well does that Mm -hmm. actually look like Mm -hmm. it means sitting with yourself no distractions and just like meeting yourself where you're at and yes you will cry (laughs) yeah it's so much and and that feeling of being uncomfortable it doesn't feel good and that's but the outcome feels good. And this goes back to just this conversation I had with my girlfriend last week. That's it's pretty much what I told her. I said, I encourage you to not be afraid of the unknown mm. and to fear is valid, but it doesn't, it shouldn't be something that strays you away. Like be uncomfortable. Change will happen in those moments. And if you're not changing, if you're not growing, sure stay stagnant but I don't think anyone wants I don't think anyone listening to this podcast would want that otherwise they wouldn't be listening um yeah be uncomfortable we encourage that yes Mm. yeah and oh my gosh as you were as you were speaking there were a few things that came to mind and I was thinking okay we could end here but (laughs) (laughs) there are still like okay when you said if it's not a fuck yes it's a fuck no I I put that on my Instagram story I think in like November um and yes, it was kind of like for this one person, essentially I was seeing, I wasn't even seeing someone. I was hanging out with someone yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and yeah, <laughs> I was dating. hanging out with someone. I don't even want to label it. Oh my God. No. If he heard this, what? Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I was hanging out with someone and, um, he like kind of called things off and I was like, if it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. Like I don't deserve people to be in my life if they are not fully 100% here in yeah. it with me for me. Like mm-hmm. even just like friends, you know, yeah. if we're hanging out and your mind is elsewhere, like go be where that elsewhere is. Mm. Like don't be here with me if this isn't a fuck yes. Oh man. Um, That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And then like another thing that I thought of was, um, as you were talking about like your development and your evolving, um, recently I've been thinking of life as a spiral. So like a spiral going upward and you will revisit the same things over and over again and you will just become, you will start to understand them on a deeper level. So maybe the spiral is going, well, I like to think that it's going up, not down, but you, you start to understand them deeper. And that's kind of, kind of goes to, you know, life will give you the same tests over and over and over Mm. again until you pass them. And, um, yeah, you'll, I don't think you'll, I don't like to use the word fail because failure is not never an option, but there are lessons, you know, so it'll keep testing you until you learn a little bit more and then learn a little bit more. And then finally you'll pass it and then you'll move on to the next level. (laughs) Mm, That's very um, well said. Even, yeah, I do agree. I think we're tested. And last night I was just, I had temptation to do something that I've been trying to just not do as much and not do it all. So I'm very proud to say I haven't done it like in three weeks. <laughs> so happy. Oh, good. Um, but you know, temptation comes and that in itself is a small test mm-hmm. and you know, I appreciate life in those ways. Yeah. And then it's like listening to, I like to call, there's this little voice in our head, this little bitch voice that kind of tells <laughs> you like, do this or don't do this or you're not good enough or, um, you can't do that or imposter syndrome, all the things. Mm, yep. And so I start to do the exact opposite of what this little voice says. Cause like, no, fuck you. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to listen to you. So it's almost, that's more testaments to myself and 
it's just, it's a nice ride, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You become empowered in who mm-hmm. you are, especially if you've grown up with like opposition, finding that inner voice and being like, nope, this is my life. I'm going to live it the way I want to live right, it. Right, I'm not right. going to listen to all the like inner, inner voices in my head. Actually, another book, the untethered soul talks, <laughs> this little voice, he calls it as your roommate. And it's someone yeah. that's just like hanging out, but it's like, okay, your roommate, like get out. Like you're not in, yeah. you're not invited to my room right now. Okay. Like sometimes <laughs> I, love- I will invite you in and we can talk about, you know, just mm-hmm. different perspectives as we should, as we should. Yes. But sometimes I want you to get the fuck out and I want my alone <laughs> time. And like you are, you're an annoying roommate. <laughs> no, legit. We have, we tend to have these. Yeah. I, we can, you have your highest self. And a question I always ask myself as well is, are you being your highest self? That's one of my check-ins. Um, and that in itself is so much more. But yeah, my highest my highest voice will tell my little bitch voice to shut up. <laughs> Just stop. And yeah. then, yeah, I'll have that internal conversation too. That's yeah. so funny. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> so I hate like wrapping this up because this has just been so great. But <laughs> I want to end with two questions. One, because I'm genuinely curious. Um, and where do you see yourself in like five mm-hmm. to 10 years? Yeah. So I will always dance freely. I will always just move my body, but I won't be a shuffle instructor forever or maybe mm-hmm. I will be who knows um but you know in the long end of things I want to continue speaking I do see myself being a motivational speaker although motivation is uh it's a correct word at the surface but there, it's more of like a mindset speaker or mm. a, a speaker of life is really what that. I'm looking at um so I see myself speaking to crowds, speaking at conventions, speaking at um, things like that, you know, really making impact and then just helping people with their mindset. So mm. I think social media will always be a portal for me. Um, but that's essentially it. Of course, I'm still getting more clear as the time goes on. But I do know that my voice is one of my talents. Like that's how I best convey myself and help and is your gift is my gift and <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 and I've I've stepped into that and I'm very grateful and that's when I say like I'm grateful like going back to my tweet that is what I'm talking about um everything else the quote-unquote successes is all an extension of just the root of who I'm focusing on to be mm-hmm. as soon as I started working on myself well I've always worked on myself but Thing, other things just happen. Yeah. Life happens. Yeah. But yeah, I do see myself just speaking life with my voice, uh, you know, to like make it as short as possible. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and you mentioned gratitude. So this is something I ask everyone all the time just to, if there's a silent moment mm. and we're hanging out. I'm like, all right, tell me your three gratitudes. Give me three things you're grateful for. Just to kind of check in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what are three things you're grateful for? off the top of your head yeah I'm really grateful for my immediate family well all of my family right just my (laughs) immediate (laughs) yeah all Uh, my cousins and uncles (laughs) and aunts like bye (laughs) yeah forget you no I'm kidding um I love everyone I'll say I'm really grateful for my mom and her strength and what I've learned from her I'm grateful for my father for his resilience and for everything that he's done for his life and furthermore the people around him he's taught me so much and he's taught he's taught me to stay focused he's Mm. told me that a bunch of times stay focused do the right thing and um my stepmom for just 
being so lovely. I'm like shouting out all of my people. Yeah. Uh, stepmom for just loving me and being there for me. And she's so strong as well. I'm truly so blessed with amazing women in my life. Um, my sisters who were just beautiful influences in life. I'm thankful. I'm grateful for my brother who is just, he teaches me love and family. Um, and I need to mention my grandma. She did a huge part in raising me. Love you, grandma. <laughs> love you, grandma. <laughs> oh my God. That woman has really taught me how to love mm. and I'm just cherishing. I'm like, uh-huh. I know I'm getting like vulnerable and like, I'm just grateful. It's, it's gratitude. Yes. Um, I'm grateful for her love. I'm grateful for all of their love. So my family and my health, I can't take that for granted. Yeah. I'm a dancer. My body is, all of our bodies are a temple. So that ties into eating well, resting, mm-hmm. really grateful for my health. What is the third thing I could be grateful for? I could say my mind. That kind of ties into health. But I will say the power of my mind. Mm. It controls And understanding mind. the understanding power. Understanding the power. Go their whole life trying to understand it. It's so <laughs> and it's not that complicated. Yeah, it's so funny you say that because I, I, I say that a lot, actually. I'm like, you know, the unfortunate thing about life is some people will never tap into or understand what they can do with their life because, I don't know, they don't, they don't even know they have a cup to fill sometimes. Mm, you know, yeah. Some people never reach that. But, um, yeah, so with that being said, I'm very thankful for my mind, my health, for waking up, having sight, having voice, mm. breathing. Um, and family and overall just having what I have and the roof over my head and food, just being able to nourish my body. It's just, I love praying over things like that. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Snaps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Snaps. Yes. Uh, um, and, uh, yeah. So I want everyone to be able to find you yeah. if they want to find you. So why don't you do your little plug <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Gosh, man. I'm just want to take a deep breath. Cause this podcast yes. was so amazing. <sighs> so good. Oh yeah. So <laughs> yeah, guys, this was amazing. If you want to connect with me on social media, I would love, love, love to hear from you and just like, let us know how this went for you, but you can find me at Sierra Castro. My name is spelled C I A R A Castro with an underscore at the end. That is Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And yeah, and then, you know, of course, what I do is I sell shuffle classes and I instruct virtually. We, we meet over Zoom right now when things post COVID. I can hopefully resume those in person because mm-hmm. I'm such an in person. Oh, yeah. Your energy yeah. is infectious. <laughs> oh, I love connecting. Um, so I'm very grateful for social media for that. But also, you know, I would can't wait for it to be in person. And then, of course, you know, mindset and business strategy. I mean, it's in my bio. I try and make it as clear as possible, but a bio is just a bio. Instagram, social media is just pictures and videos and media. But um, my goal is to, I love connecting with people outside of the DMs or Mm -hmm. something like that. So if you just want to plug in with me, I'm here for you. Send me an email, send me a DM. I would love to see you in a shuffle class if that's something you would (laughs) ever want to do. It's a beautiful thing. Or we can just connect in other ways, but find me at Sierra Castro underscore. Yeah. <laughs> if not, just go check out her like dance moves. They're pretty cool. <laughs> They're so fun. <laughs> oh man. But thank you so much for being here. Mm. I really appreciate it. And you know, this is 
kind of what I wanted with all the guests, especially, you know, if they were influencers or artists or whatever, and they, they had a following, it's a chance for them to connect with people that follow them, you know, mm-hmm. and, and get to know them a little bit more too. So, um, I appreciate you sharing your gratitudes and your purpose and your passions because, let me tell you, you got it, you know, like you have a light and it's just shining so bright. So I, I greatly appreciate you being on here. And yeah, thank you everyone for listening and I will see you next week. <laughs> there we go.